You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. Happy 4th of July to you and yours. Hopefully you're able to enjoy the holiday with friends and family and honestly just taking some time to enjoy yourself. Uh, I certainly hope that that you are, and, and thanks for tuning in to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings this week. Before I do forget, friendly reminder, show is always brought to you by our friends at homage.com. Check out the show notes for more great information there on how you can get great discounts, great new merchandise, new bills designs coming up all the time. Training camp and the regular season will be here before you know it, and you can check out homage.com for fantastic Buffalo Bills gear. Now, as we get into the show today, really a a lot of time, and I think as we've talked in the past, we've talked about the linebacker position, we've talked a bit about the offensive line, um, also looked at cornerback too. Something that that I'm, I'm, when I say struggling to wrap my, my head around a little bit, is what the Bills will do at defensive end this season. Uh, As you can talk about things, and we know this, that, right, like last year, the Bills went into the season um, with five defensive ends as part of their rotation. Von Miller and Gregory Rousseau filling those top two spots. And then your three backups being A.J. Epinesa, Boogie Basham, and Shaq Lawson. Now, as you go into this season, right, the Bills have made an addition of a sixth defensive end. Leonard Floyd joining the team uh, not too long ago via free agency, a one-year deal worth up to $9 million. I think it's safe to say that his his spot on the the team with the commitment that they made to him is definitely definitely, um, safe. It's secure. You can guarantee his spot on the 53-man roster, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, But now you've got a little bit of a logjam. We know that the Bills like to have a rotation at defensive end. We have seen that in the past, kind of keep those fresh legs, especially as you get later into games, uh, maybe preserve the team a little bit as the season goes along, that taking place. Of course, the largest monkey wrench thrown into things with the injury to Von Miller last season. Still plenty of questions on what his return will look like. If you listen to Von Miller, he makes it sound like he will be back in no time uh, with the Bills and will be ready for week one. Uh, Others are certainly a little bit more skeptical than that, thinking, is this a guy that will land on the pup? Will he miss potentially the first six weeks of the season? Or will it be somewhere in between those two pieces? Um, You know, I think for, not to say I speak for, for many, just speaking for myself here, when I look at Von Miller, I think that you can take your time with him. There is no need to rush to have him ready for week one. 
course, I would love to see a healthy Von Miller on the field in that week one matchup against the Jets. But for the sake of this conversation and for the numbers, let's just assume that he is going to be ready for the early part of the season, right? That he is going to start the year with one of your spots on the 53-man roster. He is not going to be on the pup list, freeing up a position for anyone else. It is going to be Von Miller having one of those 53 spots. And then what do the Bills do from there? Do they look at things and say, we are going to keep five as part of our rotation, and that's where we are going to go? Can they afford the luxury to keep six on the roster and have, you know, potentially two guys inactive on game day? That seems like a lot to me, right? When you talk about contributors on special teams, when you talk about the the needs at other positions, uh, the, you know, I don't know that this is a luxury that the Buffalo Bills will be able to afford. And I have not gone through and done a 53-man roster projection yet. To me, that would just be uh, a little bit premature, right, until you start to see some things. I mean, sure, I could go through and look at pieces, but six would be a lot. I mean, you have two defensive ends on the field at one time. Sure, maybe on a third and long scenario, you kick Boogie Basham or Gregory Rousseau to the inside and see what you can do there. But that's a lot, right? Because I... I want Gregory Rousseau on the field as much as possible. Same with Von Miller, granted with his age. I'll throw Leonard Floyd into that mix as well. You know, I, I want to see those guys on the field somewhere in the neighborhood of 65 to 70%. So if you have three additional bodies that you're really just keeping as insurance, to me that seems a bit of, a bit of overkill, I guess I would say. So I put it out on Twitter, and don't even get me started on Twitter right now, some of these new uh, limitations that they've put on. We're going to start to do some things uh, to kind of promote breaking Buffalo rumblings and get the news out and some other outlets as well. Actually, if you go into the show notes, in addition to the information on uh, our sponsor, homage.com, I'll include the information there on Spoutable, very similar to the old Twitter where we'll start to put more and more content. And uh, we'll also be doing a Facebook page for Breaking Buffalo Rumblings as well. So we can interact there. You can get some information on the show and just give that additional outlet that uh, hopefully does not put any limitations on the content that you will be you will be receiving if it's something you want to receive. So check the show notes for for that. But when we did put it out on Twitter and you look at the response that you got, um, overwhelming 62% of those that weighed in thought if there was going to be an odd man out for the Bills this year that it would be Boogie Basham. 21% thinking Shaq Lawson and just under 17% thinking A.J. Epinesa. And it's an interesting scenario that the Bills will be in. Certainly for Shaq Lawson, uh, I thought that he played well enough last year that he might be gone from Buffalo this season that he potentially earned a larger contract with another team, uh, not to say a multi-year deal, but maybe something in the neighborhood of one year, $3.5 million, maybe an incentive here or there, but something more than what he has signed for with the Bills. And if I'm correct, somewhere around one year, $1.7 million. Uh, I thought Lawson would be the pick for many fans, but we know 
Uh, he has certainly delivered when he's been on the field. We know that he is someone that is, uh, again, after being drafted by the Bills in the first round, came back, is certainly a bit of a fan favorite. So I guess I shouldn't be too surprised. Um, you know, with Basham, two years left on a rookie contract, it's cost-controlled, but I think for many, uh, there is still a little bit of... Animosity is not the right term, right? Because it's not, that's not the right, the, the right term here. But I think for many fans, it was the fact that the Bills drafted Basham in the second round after they took Gregory Rousseau in the first round. And when you look at the rotation or the bodies that they had had at defensive end, it seemed like a little bit of overkill. And from my personal perspective, I mean, heck, I thought Creed Humphrey could have been a pick of the Bills in the first round. He was still available in the second round. Uh, uh, there, there's just a, a little bit of animosity that is might be directed at Basham that he did nothing to earn, right? Like just more at the uh, Brandon Bean and the front office and the pick that they made. Epinesa at 17%. I mean, he is in the final year on his rookie contract. It's interesting with him. Played about 35% of the snaps last season. Uh, still finished with six and a half sacks. Um, six and a half sacks in only 15 games. He was inactive against Detroit. And when you look at Epinesa and where he played well, games where he played significant snaps were where you happen to see him flash with, uh, you know, with some of his production. That would be with a, a, a big sack, I believe a forced fumble as well in the game against Pittsburgh. One and a half sacks in the opener against the Rams. Um, a game against the Jets where he played. You know, these are three games where he was, you know, around 50% of the snaps or higher. So when you talk about Epinesa, I realize there's more to the game than just sacks. But as fans, as the media, and I think in, in many ways, front offices, sacks are still held on a bit of a pedestal, right? Is these game-changing plays that can take place. And Pat Moran from Talking Buffalo, who, uh, if you've not heard yet, I'm, I'm with each Wednesday through the summer, so definitely check that out. Um, you know, it said earlier in the season, like, those were the quietest six and a half sacks I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, that would have led the Bills a couple years ago, right? I mean, there were seasons where you'd have A.J. Klein leading the team with five sacks on the year. Now you have A.J. Epinesa playing just about a third of all defensive snaps. Six and a half sacks is not bad in my mind. And here's someone that if he continues to get playing time, maybe even a bit more than that, right, you think with some flexibility, Maybe here is someone that you can see have an opportunity. But if you're talking about Rousseau and if you're talking about Floyd and if you're talking about Von Miller, I don't know that he's going to be able to play more than 35% of snaps. And again, then if you're talking Basham and if you're talking Lawson, I just don't see how there's enough to go around for these guys to be to be productive. And for the Bills, they certainly have not seen enough from A.J. Epinesa to make that type of a commitment. We saw last season after Von Miller went down with his injury, it really ended up being Shaq Lawson who was serving more as that starter opposite of Gregory Rousseau than it was Epinesa. 
Now maybe Epinesa gets himself in a bit of a a role, right, where here's someone that can be a, a third down pass specialist. But I don't necessarily think that you are putting him on the field above Floyd Rousseau or Von Miller in a key situation in a game. So when we talk about training camp, when we talk about the team, when we talk about what we've got our eyes on, this is one I have to continue to focus on because um, when I when I say it, it doesn't make sense, they're just I, I listen to have six quality defensive ends on your roster, a Hall of Famer in Von Miller, a rising star in Gregory Rousseau, a proven vet in Leonard Floyd. I'll say uh, to a lesser extent, a proven vet in Shaq Lawson. And two young guys that have some potential. I mean, there are worse situations to be in. There is just not something that I, I point to and say, here is what makes sense for who are the five guys that should make this roster. Or here's what things should look like. Unless, if the Bills and their doctors know more about Von Miller than what is being let on, and he is going to start the season on the pup. Then you just keep all five. You figure things out, maybe within those first five weeks, you know, if somebody gets banged up or goes down with an injury, you've got some flexibility, or you get to make a move before the trade deadline. But for myself, I've spent so much time talking about cornerback to linebacker offensive line, I failed to really look at this defensive end position because there is talent there. But when you talk about storylines that should be focused on during training camp, this has to be near the top of that list. And when you talk about the possibility to make a move, we see Brandon Bean regularly regularly make moves uh, to make a trade during the offseason, right? Maybe to move Corey Ford for a fifth-round draft pick. Uh, we've seen him trade Russell Bodine for a sixth-round pick. We've seen him move... Um, Daryl Williams, the defensive end for a seventh round. We've seen different things, and yes, I realize Wyatt Teller is one of those trades too that has been made in the past. But is someone like A.J. Epinesa or Boogie Basham a player that ends up getting traded? Now listen, for their production, they are not going to to garner uh, a high return. Maybe you're talking a day three pick. But if you've got someone that is light at defensive end, someone suffers an injury, and you look at A.J. Epinesa and you can get a fourth-round draft pick to make that move, is that something you do? Maybe. Maybe. And you might be sitting there saying, absolutely, you do that. I I put a little bit more stock in Epinesa as a player and who he is than maybe some others do. So we will have to wait and see. I would love to get your thoughts. Like I said, check the show notes because we'll have the information there on how you can reach us on Facebook, Spoutable as well, and, of course, on Twitter, at Antmarino. Hopefully they get their act together soon enough. Big thanks to our friends at homage.com for all the support. Big thanks to you guys for tuning in each and every week. Like I said, hope you have a fantastic 4th of July. I'm out of here for now. Thanks for listening. And as always, go Bills.